Hey guys, welcome to episode 69 of Geekscape, and this is my good friend Clark Clo uh, Crozer. That's right. right. I was going to throw in, it's Clark Closer. that would be like your uh, wrestling name? Yeah. Your boxing yeah. name. I, it's, I like to kickbox a lot. Yeah, the finisher. The closer. But it's Crozer, um, and that that is quite a tongue twister. Do you know that? Like growing up? Clark, yeah. Clark yeah. Crozer? Clark Crozer. It was, uh, it's, a lot of people like to do the Crozer. Where are you from? A, it's a French name. You're, you're from LA though, and yeah. it's a French name, um, but it's a fucking Marvel Comics name. Yeah, like, like, exactly. Well, or DC or anything. Like any of those. Lex Luthor, Clark Crozer, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's more villain than hero. Absolutely. Are, are, is that a problem? No, no, I'm okay with that. <laughs> We're just going to be calling you Vankman. That's all right. That's the coolest fucking shirt. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is Geekscape. We're geeks, and uh, over the next. Basically an hour We're going to be talking about The latest news and reviews And movies, video games And comics uh, That's the way the show is If you want more uh, We have our website Geekscape.net Where there's All sorts of features Articles News stories Submitted by people like you I talk about some of them On the show um, We have like forums um, I'm going to start getting into Like the more forum topics Kids on the forums Like it when I Talk about the forums On the show mm. uh, But it becomes a problem Because there's some good subjects on the forums And I really enjoy talking about them But then I, I get these emails or IMs uh, Asking to be mentioned uh, and, and I'm like So I will get to the forums I will feature them on the show Because there's some really funny shit on there The kids do not I mean we're really comfortable with each other on Geekscape And the kids don't hold back any of the very <laughs> personal information Like uh, the first time Like most embarrassing sexual moment type shit Um I'm um, especially talking about our good friend Wookie Wombat Who uh, blew out on a girl's face And hit her in the eye And nice. it started puffing up And uh, that was a problem He couldn't stop laughing Right uh, That's horrible um, You ever done anything like that, Mr. Mr. Uh, puffed up a girl's eye with cum? No, no. <laughs> Not yet, at least <laughs> The day is young Wow Run, Laura <laughs> um, So, on top of any of this Um We've been adding stuff to like VO, Blip TV, YouTube If you guys go on there and just type in Geekscape You'll be able to find us uh, A lot of funny clips, some full episodes It's all done by fans So it's not very organized eh, It happens You know, there's full episodes, a couple full episodes here A couple full episodes there um, We'll get there But for now, let's get down to business Clark and I first met over a year ago Yeah you were standing in line for a PS3 I was uh, I was doing it for Geek Drum The last yeah. episode of Geek Drum I was covering uh, the PS3 line And you were I was like, dude, this guy would be a great guest <laughs> You know your you know your stuff I, I know my stuff How have you enjoyed the PS3 since we met? Uh, and how, I've, how, I've how enjoyed that, it How'd that night end up? It went well um, Wait, let, let me play the clip I'm getting okay. ahead of myself here's, right. here's the clip of me meeting Clark And we're at the front of the line here with my buddy Clark Clark, how long you been out here? Since seven o'clock last night. So, you were here when the when the great Best Buy raid happened this morning. Um, how how horrific was that for you to witness? Oh, it was awful. There's bloodshed, people screaming. Best Buy went insane. There was just a crowd of people, probably over you know 100, 200 people. Cars being flipped over, just crowded around, kind of fighting over who's first, who's second, writing up lists of, oh, I was here first, I was here 20th, and then lists got thrown out, and people were screaming at each other, and they basically had mass uh, pandemonium. 
Are you a soldier, Clark? I am a great soldier. An amazing soldier. I can't speak very well, but I'm a really good soldier. You think anybody's masturbated yet? Uh, a couple of times. Uh, I got a little uh, jolt in the eye last night. Could have been that. Could have been a bird. I don't know. But uh, maybe. I I'm not sure. I try not to look. Dude, careful. These are Son fucking comics. Sorry. Where's the, where is, where's the board? Put that back in there. How would you like it if you didn't have a spine? So that was Clark uh, freezing his ass off in Burbank uh, for the PS3. Come on, give us a give us a recap, like like the last year and a half. Last year and a half, uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, I only uh, uh, blew a load in it once. Get the um, fuck out of here with that. But, no, it's it's great. Uh, I What's love been the. Most the Blu-ray capability is fantastic, and the fact that Blu-ray won the DVD race, you know, that's fantastic, you know. Right. I, I have at least 15 movies on Blu-ray already. Uh, and that's not quick. Yeah. You've had a year and a half to get more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're more expensive. They're more and... expensive, and they they just started coming out with good ones. Right. You know, it wasn't until after HD tanked. Ladder forty nine. You didn't want to get that on Blu ray. No, I was I was uh, I was contemplating it, weighing my options, but I pushed that aside, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for movies that I enjoy watching. And, and so Blu ray just now is starting to embrace like the DVD culture. And by DVD culture, I mean like a bunch of companies starting to get into it and realizing that there's a uh, a financial uh, gain if you package a shitload of stuff mm -hmm. on your DVDs. Blu-rays just now starting to come out with the with Blu-rays that are packed to the gills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't gotten one of those yet. Mm -hmm. You know, most of the ones that I get, they're, they came out with the Terminator and there was nothing on it. The it was like the movie and that was it. And T2, nothing on it. Dang. So it's like, you know, you want to get rid of your old T2 regular DVD, but it has like and 100 extras. hours of extras. <laughs> right, right. Um... Absolutely. Uh, and how about games? Like, how about... Um, I've been basically sticking to the rock band Guitar Hero mm -hmm. games for the most part. Um, there still isn't that draw to the PS3 for as, as far as games go, I don't think. I really want to do the Ratchet and Clank one because I was a big fan of that on PS2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you been playing that? I haven't played it yet. Uncharted, I want to play that because mm -hmm. it's a little Tomb Raider-ish. A little bit. Um... But yeah, I, I'm looking really for the big Sony stuff. I'm looking to get the PSP and 360. You when they reintroduce these new ones, mm -hmm. and uh, and it, and it's a lot for your money. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to maximize it, but you do not regret your decision. It not, was 600 bucks when you bought it. Yeah, 600 bucks when I bought and it. You froze your ass off. I did for two days. Did that make you more of a man? A little bit, a little bit. I, my my uh, testicles grew a little bit. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was fun. I had a lot of problems with people. They're, they're, uh, I was like third or fourth in line. I remember. And my buddy wasn't there when we first got so lined. Yeah, so he came so in. So he had to come in afterwards, and they were pissed. Now, was this the people at Target? or the people No, these at... were the people in line. Oh, they couldn't have been happy. Oh, they, they were upset. Because you just bumped somebody out. Because they only had, like, what, 12? Yeah, they only had 12 of them. So it's like... What, what can you do? Did you I was fall here. Did you sleep and... at any point? Not really. Not, not no. after you pull a fucking punk ass move like that. No. <laughs> that's a, that, I mean, you felt bad. But here's, here's but the it's thing. It's his fault. Here's the thing. I had people there. I had oh, my girlfriend there, out. but they switched out. Mm -hmm. 
So they didn't like the fact that they were switching out. I'm like, well, you got to get over it. It's, I have it's people a game. here. It's, it's a, a game. It's a game of strategy. Exactly. Uh, did you camp out for the Wii? Did you get it that, that quickly upon release? No, I didn't. I actually, I waited um, a few months. I waited until after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then once, it was like, you know, February, March, and that rush left, and I just started hitting up all the game stops until I found one. Yeah, shortly after, I, I mean, days after I met you, mm-hmm. um, I did the same camp out for the Wii. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the fucking thick of Hollywood. Yeah. Like, that one right there, I mean, I thought it was done. I went by the best, best Buy where you were close to. Mm-hmm. I went by a couple different Toys R Us's, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't going to happen. Everything was packed. The Wii was gone. Yep. And on my drive home, uh, I was taking um, La Brea South, and I passed the one on Santa Monica and La Brea. Mm. In West Hollywood And there were three people outside Nice And I knew that they had to have gotten more than three weeks Yeah, truly And so I grabbed all my stuff I documented it on the show too Nice I'm not going to play that clip I'll just put it on YouTube But uh, yeah And I mean That that was sketchy Because you're up in Burbank And Burbank is okay Yeah But um, A lot of families in Burbank It's not totally Hollywood Oh yeah that's why there's only three people camping out. Yeah, yeah. I went to Ralph's, uh, the one just north of uh, Santa Monica, mm-hmm. at like 3 a.m. Because I was hungry. And there was some crack horror. Oh, like, yeah. You know, it was scary. It's nasty there. I used to work, right, you know, on Sunset. Wow. And it's just horrible. Yeah, it's not not cool. I'm, I like Culver City, where we moved. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's residential. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the PS3, you're going to get start getting some games. The ones that I'm really looking forward to are the ones that I listed. Yeah. And then of course the PSP. I got to continue the God of War thing. Oh yeah, I got it. It's amazing. The, the Chain of Olympus. Yeah, it's fantastic. How does it compare, uh, performance wise, to like the first two that were you know PS2 games? So they had like those kind of capabilities. The only odd thing is the the controls for him. Uh-huh. It's it's on the. Um, right, the little the pad. Little pad. So it's a little odd trying to. You know, rush through things because your thumb will slip off. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's it's awesome. During I mean, the high pressure points of the game, you get sweaty and your thumb slips off. A yeah, lot. exactly. Or if you're watching porn at the same time, <laughs> it's just it's hard. You know, <laughs> what would be the point? Can you not just pause your game like long enough? Obviously, you don't you, have ADD enough. It's only going to take you two, three minutes at max. <laughs> you know, and then once you've watched it. You cannot get porn off quick enough after you've perused let, it. Let me just say, God of War is never better uh, when accompanied by porn music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to get that game really badly. Now I, I think, now I don't know how to play it. <laughs> now, I, now I do not know what the complete experience should be. You know, I'm really worried. Porn music, God of War, and maybe a hoagie of some sort. A part of me wants to try your version of God of War That's, and thinking that it may be even a better experience. It's it's amazing. It really is. If you guys out there want to try that up, that is the uh, the Clark uh, Crozer method of playing God of War. Do you play other games in this method? The porn? Uh, I, uh, the uh, Link on the DS. Oh, yeah. You know. Did you finish that? No. I got to tell you, I'm at the end of this, uh, this Link game. Mm-hmm. I, I really loved the Zelda for the DS. I thought it was a yeah, fucking yeah. kick-ass game. Yeah, I even went so far as to get the free giveaway. You got in the fucking free no, giveaway? No, I haven't. <laughs> let, me, let me risk blowing your ears out with Mike Ruffles. Uh, where the hell is this thing? It, it, it's in here somewhere. Nintendo send it to me because they know that I 
and one of the biggest losers that there is. I'm, I'm determined to find this. <laughs> and I'm not going to find it. I probably will not find it. It's a... Shit, it was like their giveaway. It was like their free giveaway. And, uh, and I got it in the mail. It's badass. It's a plastic stylus shaped like a fucking feathered plume. Oh, no. It's clear. It's really badass. That's so, awesome. I'm not using it. But it's a DS stylus and it's clear shaped like a fucking plume. You know, Ooh. the game, because you have to keep drawing on the back. Yeah, exactly. But the, the big problem with this game is the reason. I mean, I'm one of those guys who gets to the end of the game and barely, you know, sometimes never beats it. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Right. I'm more excited about something else. Mm-hmm. Will I ever beat Subspace Emissary on Super Smash, uh, Smash Brothers? <laughs> Probably not. Did I did. You, it, it, when, did you then you went, took another nap or what? That yeah, was, that took for, that's taken forever. It was. It took about a week and a half. This uh, this game, this DS Zelda that that Water Temple. Oh yeah. You keep finding yourself going back to that Water Temple. Yep. And it's like you're playing Metroid. <laughs> They're retreading. I don't want to play that temple ever again. That's true. You know. Yep. And and. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, I only have to do the temple one more time to beat the game. I am at the very end of the game. I can't do it. Maybe one day. Maybe, you know what? You know I, what? Have, I have a trip to Austin coming Por- up. Porn music. That's, that's that, the key. Mm. That, there you, you just, go. That, it, You've it unlocked helps. it. I've unlocked it for you. I'm going to beat that. I'm going to go back and beat fucking old Genesis games. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Altered Beast, it's time we did this. Here we go, Neo Geo. <laughs> Neo Geo Pocket. You're all mine. You see me with a virtual boy. <laughs> Power glove. We, uh, one of the subjects we've been talking about on the Geekscape Net forums is, uh, is old consoles. Mm. Um, and somebody mentioned, what the fuck was this thing called? It was the Sega... Portable that played Genesis games. Yeah, the, what was it called? He, he, one of our listeners had it. I, I have it. You still have it? Yeah. It's, it's, a, um, it's the one you put the Genesis in. It's not. It's like a. It's like a Uranus Neptune. This is the Neptune. 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 And it, supposedly the battery life sucks like crazy. Is it not fun at all? No. No, it's it's, it's the Genesis. It's crap. Exactly. It's like a big dump in your hands. But, you, but the, the difference between that and the Japanese version was this American version, you can run AV cables to your TV. Mm-hmm. So you can use it like a Genesis. Yeah, for the crappy 8-bit games. <laughs> How dare you? It's 16. 16, I'm sorry. How dare you? Okay? <laughs> Kid Chameleon. Think about that. Kid Chameleon, mind you, is, is pretty amazing. And the best Genesis game ever. Many of you guys are going to say something out of the Sonic series. I do enjoy it. I'm going with Quackshot. Mm, Quackshot was amazing. Quackshot was... I loved Quackshot. Quackshot was called coming home from a Green Day concert freshman year in college and playing that emulator all fucking night. I wish other games would be able to shoot plungers at people. In order to scale walls. In order to scale walls. <laughs> you weren't just doing it out of violence alone. No. Uh, it took. I mean, that, that game took everything that was good about the Rescue Rangers mm-hmm. on the original and fucking cranked it up to 11 with that crack shot. And then the, the Mickey Mouse one is good, too. I never played the Mickey Mouse Where he's Mouse running one. through all the different Mickey Mouse scenarios, like Fantasia scenarios no, and no, shit. No, no, I never saw that. I mean, dude, Aladdin, all those fucking old oh, games yeah. were badass. Badass. The Lion King was the downfall. I never, never played Lion King. Yeah, nobody did. Yeah. Um, Lion King was good. I actually saw the, this new movie that the Lion King director did. Uh, Rob Minkoff directed this Forbidden Kingdom. Mm. And to segue us into movies. Yes. Uh, I went and saw it. I'm not going to review it here. The review's up on the website. I can do that now. How do you like that? 
the review for Forbidden Kingdoms up on the website. Uh, I I enjoyed the movie for what it was. Yeah. Um, but the movie you and I went to see was this new one that came out of the Judd Apatow camp. This is uh, Forgetting Sarah Forgetting Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah. And it's got like Jason Segel. Mm-hmm. Like he he he's given everybody their at bats. Yeah, exactly. Everyone you know from I mean? uh, Freaks, Freaks and, and Geeks. Geeks. Yeah, like they're all getting their at bats. Yep. You know what I mean? Like first you got Steve Carell to get this thing off the ground. Right. And then you got to give uh, Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Then you got to give the two kids that their their deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was super bad. And now the at bat is Jason Siegel, who's fucking hilarious. Yeah. In, in that knocked up. Absolutely. And in this, he's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the movie entirely? This is Jason Siegel plays this guy Peter, who's a composer for a TV series. He's dating the leading actress, played by Kristen Bell. Name of the movie. And they break up. He goes to Hawaii to escape. Uh, you know. Get get back get out of the relationship, right. right? And just so happens that she's on vacation there too, and he can't avoid her. He shouldn't avoid her, right? He's got to he's got to get over this, right? And uh, what do you think of the movie? Well, like uh, like most Apatow movies, I think it's like fifteen or twenty minutes away from being perfect. It's just like a little too long. It plays, yeah. This movie, as hilarious it is, as it is, and I love the, a lot of the cameos. I like a lot of the island people. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Absolutely. Pardon, no, absolutely. Nice. Pardon me. Pardon me. Um, the movie plays about twenty minutes too long. Yeah. You know, it feels like the DVD cut of the movie as opposed to the theatrical cut. Absolutely. Of the movie. And I think, as much as I like Jonah Hill, I think all of his scenes were only there because it was played by Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. If it was any other actor, they would have cut those scenes. Mm-hmm. But. There's a couple. I mean, his his beats are kind of the same beats. Yeah, it's pretty but, much the same thing every time. For, for two or three, but for like two times, they're really funny. You get them five five times, <laughs> right? But I, I really, I really actually do enjoy this movie because um, they don't play Kristen Bell as a devil, right? They play her as having flaws. Absolutely, you, know? it, you can see you can see why she would stray from the relationship with the uh, right with what's his name. The, that guy is incredible in this movie. The British guy, yeah. the British comedian, yeah, is yeah, yeah, incredible in this movie. Um, and all the Islanders, I think, were fantastic. Everybody is just—that's what I like. They—they they didn't go totally. It could have been really easy if they just made her a monster. Mm-hmm. It could have been really easy, but then at the same po- time, that really makes the main character look like a douchebag for spending five years with her. Right. And and I had that. I had a breakup scene in Singledom. This this project that we, I've been working on. And I, you, it's real easy to just be her like a total douche, but yeah. what it says about your main character is that he's an idiot. Exactly. You know, and so this, this job, this movie did a really good job. And then Mila Kunis, she's never been hotter. Truly. Like '70s show, and it was cute. But there was like only this. there was only about five lines in the entire movie where I went, "Hey, it's Meg from Family Guy." Oh, you know what? I don't watch Family Guy. Okay. So that I was cured of all that, but I just thought she was. Adorable Yeah and, absolutely But at the same time Not playing adorable Not playing Come and get me No She was playing Somebody who stood up For herself at the same time Exactly And, and who's had a little a, Closed off Had a little and, bit Of an edge to her Yeah So that was The, the movie's good but, but again The big flaw Is that it's like 20 minutes long Yeah Too long Too long I, see, um, I thought the same thing With Knocked Up I thought it was about 10-15 minutes too long Yeah there's like a, There's like a pacing Issue there And uh, Superbad Had a little bit Of it too Yeah Um you know. But other than that, 
just great movies. And the, the, the imp- I mean, this rapport that all those guys have together is just insane. Yeah, it, truly. It, I feel like like um, Hot Fuzz did that a little yeah. bit too. Hot Fuzz, I feel like had a fourth act mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, you got like you know who the bad guys are. Go right, get them. Right. And now the other bad guys spun off and kept going. Right, right, right. And right. Like, wrap it up. Yeah, exactly. Just little wrap snips here and there, and it would have been perfect. You know. Um, what's the complaint about though? I, I mean, if you guys really want to see this movie. Go and see it in the theater. If you're on the fence, go ahead and wait for Netflix DVD. You know the DVD is going to be packed to the gills. The Blu-ray, it'll be packed to the gills in about mm-hmm. five years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when you, when, when, when Blu-ray is about to be uh, switched out to satellite, satellite, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about this Blu-ray thing. Did you see this trailer for the Spirit? For oh, for um, Frank Miller's The Spirit. Yes, I did. This this trailer. Um, it feels like the graphic they were doing for Ocean's 13 on the trailer. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Like Frank, Frank Miller, he's taking the font from uh, 300 mm-hmm. and using it for the spirit font. Right. And then just the color scheme from Sin City and 300. Um, but I gotta say, as much as that sounds like he's borrowing too heavily, this trailer made it look like Frank Miller's The Spirit's gonna kick ass. Do you agree with this or do you have reservations? I still have a little, I have a few reservations. What would they be? Uh, two words, The Phantom. Oh, let me tell you. I mean, did you read Bruce Campbell's book, the first one? Mm-mm. Bruce Campbell's book, the first one, you find out that he lost the role um, of The Phantom. He was, really? He was the second choice behind Billy... Uh, Zane. With, Billy Zane. The Phantom could have been Bruce Campbell that as The Phantom. That would have been amazing. Would it have... Yeah, and it's hard to think that that movie would have done worse with Bruce Campbell. Like, yeah, exactly. he, he's not a big box office draw, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, but Billy Briscoe Zane Cannon is. Jr. Was, yeah, exactly. The movie probably couldn't have done any worse at the box office with, with Bruce Campbell. Exactly. And we would have ended up with a movie that had a little bit more wink-wink. Right. Could have worked. Right. I think I think those whole, like, Dick Tracy... Dick Tracy was a good movie. Dick Tracy was pretty uh, to look at. But, but people really forget that this comic book... Uh, thing is great now, but man, after Batman in '89, they started being like, "Okay, what the fuck's out there?" Yeah, dude, Turtle Mania. Yeah, I was all up in that shit. Okay, I loved the fucking Turtle movies. Right. And then Dick Tracy was was really good. But mm-hmm. then you had the fucking Shadow, the you Shadow, the Phantom, and Phantom, and it's just like nobody really wanted to touch any of the big two companies' properties. Right. You know, and that's the the big fear that I have for Spirit is that. They're going to take a, a good concept and kind of just push it way too hard and try mm-hmm. way too hard, and it's going to turn out. Yeah, I, I do like what I saw in the trailer. I like the I like that I like that we're you know what I like that we're getting a comic book movie that doesn't play like um, like a derivative of the 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 Marvel or DC movies. Mm-hmm. I like that we're getting a comic book movie that is I mean three hundred Watchmen those are comic book movies. But really, those mo- the, that those stories could have come out of any type of property. Right. right. This is a superhero-ish hero movie that doesn't borrow from the language that's already been used a million times by the bigger companies. Right. You know what I mean? Like the the, the physics of him jumping rooftops mm-hmm. that looked like N plus. Yeah. The game for the for the three sixty online. Absolutely. Like it looked like, and it was cool. You know, it was it. I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The movie could be totally boring or bland. Or uh, you know, I, I love. See, I think it might. I didn't like three hundred. I think it might be a little too overproduced. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're going for that Sin City kind of, you know, 
stark colors and shadows and stuff like that and I think they might. I, I'm and hoping really that they don't. The, that's really not what the book ever was on no, the Realizer. No, not I mean? at all. And now these Darwin. Have you been reading? Oh, the Darwin I love Cook the stuff? Darwin Cook stuff. It's such tight storytelling, and and uh, and I love that it's a single issue per yeah, story. Yeah. They don't get in these crazy arcs or crossovers, and it's a, it's just pure storytelling. And and you know what I I got three or four different spirit books years ago, just given to me. The Will Eisner stuff. The Will Eisner stuff. And I enjoyed it, but there was definitely, uh, it was definitely, had that old feeling to it. It had that, you know, you didn't really... There's a warmth to it. There's a a warmth to it that you don't get a lot of, you know, in most comics today. So, there's, the fact that he went to those storylines... Mm-hmm. And pulled those storylines, and then created new Darwin Cook. Sto- Darwin Cook right. created new stories around that, was just fascinating. Yeah, and you still get that that warmth and that care. In it feels like a really good cover song. You exactly. Know I mean? exactly, it doesn't disrespect the original. The I can see where your concern about this new spirit comes from. If Marilyn Manson was to cover it, exactly. Like Marilyn Manson's very good at what he does. Do you want him to? To do his version of your favorite song. Yeah, he's not. He, it may be come off too cold. Exactly. Or inorganic. Exactly. I like the way you think, Clark. <sighs> That's my, what my, I do. The audience does as well. I hope so. Um. Yeah, now speaking of cold and organic, have, mm-hmm. you, have you seen these promo shots from the GI Joe movie? I have. Now they've been getting plugged up, plucked off the web, pretty quickly. Oh yeah. I'm not going to risk putting them in here because it could negate the entire episode. <laughs> if I got a cease and desist. So. Um, We'll just give our impressions. I mean, the Snake Eyes ones, I was on board for. Absolutely. That's fucking Snake Eyes. Absolutely. The Scarlet ones, she's smoking hot. Oh, yeah. Like, and they kept the crossbow. Yeah. I'm into that. Okay? It seems like, I mean, granted, it, it wasn't Scarlet's uniform. It was It was very close to the Snake Eyes version. Yeah. It was like a body armor kind of snug fit. But now we've seen Duke. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh, Falcon. Mm-hmm. Is it Falcon or Hawk or no? I think it's Falcon. Or Flint or the dude that Dennis Quaid plays. I'm I'm not sure. Okay, and then you've got uh, you had freaking Marlon Wayne or Marlon Wayne's yeah, 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 yeah. character. Um, you've got um, Storm Shadow. Mm-hmm. You've got the Baroness. Um, what what do you think? I mean, a lot of the audience is reacting violently to these, but I just remember the old X Men like. Costumes, Absolutely. seeing those and just thinking this is the biggest piece of shit. Exactly, ever. exactly. Seeing the movie and loving the movie. Exactly. But that was Brian Singer. This is Steven Summers. That's <laughs> true. I I really like the first Mummy movie. Yeah, I'm down with the Deep Rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. What do you think? I think I see. I have an appreciation for Steven Summers there because he's he likes to do some really. Fun stuff sometimes, and sometimes it's a miss, and sometimes it's a hit. Mm-hmm. But when it's a hit, it really kind of takes you along with it, and you really get into it. And like you said, the the first Mummy movie was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, Deep Rising as ridiculous as it is to have an exploding ship with a tentacled monster <laughs> right. chasing, you know, uh, 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 what is that? Uh, 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 they were on the jet ski yeah. escaping this thing. Is awesome. It's you just have to appreciate it for what it is. It's a sci-fi channel movie done right, <laughs> with all the bells and whistles. And 
gotta admit, Sunday afternoon, you don't feel like doing shit, Pterodactyl Island or whatever the fuck is on Sci-Fi <laughs> right. is on, you're gonna watch that. Am I wrong? No, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and Steven Somers takes that and he, and he injects it with a lot of color and production value and, and some fun. And yes, Van Helsing was a giant freaking turd. And, absolutely. And, and, and the movie could, it was just basically Frankenstein swinging on ropes for right. like the last half. But... Um, Here's, I, I know you guys don't like the idea of this G.I. Joe movie Especially after these photos But I'm really kind of excited for this movie Here's the thing In Hollywood Whether you're an actor, a director, a writer What you want to achieve Is to have people love you Or despise you mm-hmm. That's the best you can get If people are like on the fence about you Or oh he's okay or forget it Then you're history, you're gone right. But if you're either fantastic or or just horrible, yeah. then you've won. You're, you're either Peter Jackson or you're Uwe Boll. Right. Now, this, this petition, you, you guys, this, there's been a petition going around the internet uh, that if he gets a million signatures, Uwe Boll will stop directing. I have you did seen not this petition? See that, no. It was sent to me. Um, you guys have probably had it sent to you here and there from your friends, um, but we interviewed Uwe Boll about his movie that's coming up soon, this, uh, this um, postal movie. Mm. And we interviewed him way back in Comic Con, and the dude mentioned Van Dam. Many times in, in, in my interviews, uh, Van Dam is introduced in the conversation through me. This dude introduced Van Dam first. <laughs> From that point on, I became a fan of Uber Bowl. And will I see his movies? No. Right. Uh, although I'm thinking about Dungeon Siege hitting my Netflix just because I got to know. All right. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm, uh, I'm looking at this petition sent to me. And I'm like, fuck no, am I not going to sign this? <laughs> Uber Bowl should make as many movies as people are willing to pay for yep. and make profitable. And the dude makes movies that end up being profitable overseas on DVD. He packs them with freaking Ray Liotta playing a wizard or some <laughs> shit. Like, like, sometimes that is the game uh, to play action or to, to play big stars in action, and you will sell well overseas. Like right now, there's a Variety article that I read on Friday. Uh, maybe Thursday that that said that um, Hollywood may have some problems this summer because last summer was perfect, nothing but sequels, mm-hmm. nothing but action. The overseas box office almost matched the domestic. That's amazing. Now it's you got nothing but comedies coming out this summer. You've got a couple big tent poles, right? But I mean, you got an Ad- you got Adam Sandler movies. You've got Jack Black, uh, Ben Stiller movies. Mm-hmm. You got all these big fucking comedies coming out. You know, is it? The domestic, the foreign box office may not be there, dude. Uva Bull knows what he's doing. Pack it with stars, pack it with action. He'll keep making movies. And if you motherfuckers don't like, don't don't sign the petition. Just stop watching his movies. Exactly. That's signing the petition. Exactly. He came out with a retort saying, "God of you, I will make movies until the day I die." <laughs> and now there's a petition that's for like Uva Bull saying, "No motherfucker, <laughs> I will sign that petition." You, you just you have to. Appreciate and enjoy bad movies for being bad movies. They are gauntlet films. This gauntlet is what we do here at Geekscape. We we get a bunch of kids together. We watch like five or six bad movies. Mm. I try and pick different genres. Some people try their gauntlets themed. Hey, whatever you're brave enough for. But that's the way we roll. Um, I've got plenty of gauntlet movies all up in this shit. Oh yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, um, I'm a personal Zarkor the Invader. Nice. That shit. You might see that at the next gauntlet. Ring of Steel, that might be represent our fighter one. Um, 
I picked up a couple uh, black modern black exploitations. I gotta tell you uh, right here, 2020 Texas Gladiators. This shit's for real. You're getting this at the next gauntlet, <laughs> along with the little uh, death race to Istanbul. And if you're lucky, our horror entry will be demonic toys penned by one. Are you ready to see this? Who, let's see who wrote this uh, screenplay. David S. Goyer, our very wow. own David Goyer. Nice. Long before Batman Begins, he brought it. This is more Blade Three than <laughs> Batman Begins. But you got to start somewhere. Here I wrote the Nick Fury movie. Yeah. So the next gauntlet is coming up soon. See, I'm I'm a big fan. When people come over to my house, uh, I like to show them Captain EO on DVD because it's an amazing movie. No, is it an amazing movie outside of the Epcot Center? You know, bells and whistles of absolutely the the 3D. Yes, the the 3D the 3D effect. uh, Missing the 3D effect just adds to the wonderfulness of the film. Like Beowulf, this one that just came out. There's Robert Zemeckis. (laughs) A buddy of mine said that he thought it sucked. I saw it three. I saw it twice in the theater mm. in 3D. Mm. I can't imagine having watched this new Beowulf in 2D. Right. Did you watch it in 2D? I, I haven't watched it at all. Well, you can't watch it now oh. because 3D is the only fucking way to watch this movie. Because otherwise, it, it's like you're watching Fire and Ice. Right. Remember Fire and Ice, that old school yes. fantasy movie. Yes. Captain EO. Was painful to me as a child. I was twelve years old, and I knew it was shit up there in three D. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola oh, and produced by George Lucas. Oh, we know starring this. Starring Michael Jackson in a furry How butterfly you, monster. With a furry butterfly monster. <laughs> At the end, it comes out in the screen and it like waves, and it waves goodbye, goodbye, and then it flies away. And Michael Jackson has a crazy like a rainbow illuminating shirt. It's amazing. I've been wanting to do that costume for Halloween for. Ten years now. You get arrested the second you walk near a kid near near a school. Maybe, or maybe a policeman would like to see Hooter, my lovable elephant sidekick. Love and giving you love there. (laughs) Now Hooter, Hooter's the the one that looks. Hooter's the one uh, that looks like an elephant. Yeah, I was gonna say Max Rebo. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. How you like that? Yeah. Nice that. Um. So. uh, Yeah. There's that, and then um. That little butterfly guy. Even at twelve, I knew that that shit was satanic. <laughs> oh, it was, it's amazing, and it gets better every time. And what's her name? Plays the queen. Who's that? Angelica Houston or something. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. She's yeah. you know pointing at the camera. Yeah, and... throw fucking money, man. Ooh. Like I think a good Geekscape thread on the forums would be who are the actors who will eat a cardboard box for money? Because I gotta right. tell you. John Reese Davies. Oh yeah. Even though you love him, and he's got Indiana Jones and Lord of the Rings money, and Sliders money, you're still gonna see him every weekend on Sci-Fi. Channel. Oh yeah. Like, like who are these actors? Who like Ray Liotta playing a wizard for Uva Bowl? Mm-hmm. Who, as much as you love them, they will eat a bo- cardboard box for money. Absolutely. Uh, like, uh, what's his name from T2? Oh, Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick. Yeah. He, there was a good. 10, 15 years where he would be in any movie that was thrown at him. Yeah, and he was in the last season of the X-Files. He was in this Walk the Line. He was awesome in that. Yeah. He was in The Faculty. Um, he was in Die Hard 2. Die Hard in a... Dude, in I gotta tell you. Airport. That shit, when uh, McDowell's gets sucked through the fucking airplane. <laughs> yes. That was fucking funny. And I, uh, I will always call that actor McDowell's. Yeah. Uh, the dude from Coming to America. Gets sucked into a plane engine. That's what you get for playing a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, well, comic books. I don't even know how we're doing on time. I just know that the conversation's rocking. Yeah? You, you feeling it? I, I am. Where did you get this get up? This? Uh, this? Ghostbusters bank. I got this many, many years ago. I don't even know where I got it. But I added this and I added this. This I got because I actually, uh, I'm, I'm a big Halloween fan. Um, mm-hmm. Three or four years ago, my buddy and I built proton packs. Motherfucker. From scratch. Why have you not done the show earlier? <laughs> from, <laughs> the, uh, I know. from the original blueprints. What? Yeah. Dude, you're yeah, like Galaxy it's, Quest. <laughs> it's awesome. It's the only thing I do. I don't do the, the right, right. Your role-playing games. Okay. Or, but, you know, I build stuff for Halloween. So I built a proton pack, and we got the jumpsuits, and got these made. And I don't wear the jumpsuit very often, but I wear the shirt, so I just decided to put it on the shirt. In Bankman was uh, Dan Aykroyd's character. No, Bankman no, was Bankman Murray. Was Mur- Bill Murray. This Dan, I was watching uh, the the playoffs yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was switching me, you know, commercial. I had to see what's on the Comedy Central or Sci-Fi or something. Uh, I just thought of Dan Aykroyd because of the whole Ghostbuster conversation. My stepmother's an alien. Oh yeah. Do you remember that movie where he marries Kim Basinger? Yeah. I didn't know it until I resaw it yesterday. But Allison uh, Hannigan. Uh, the chick from uh, from, from Buffy, Buffy yeah. is the daughter. Really? In the girl she, in the guy she goes on a date with, is Seth Green. You're kidding! Like after they get married, Seth Green comes to the door. He looks that tall. He's ten scrolls to that tall, right. uh, and he picks her up. He's got braces and stuff. And there's a little joke. And that movie is god awful. Oh yeah. Well, there's another one. What do you mean? The uh, Dan Aykroyd. He was doing. Oh, eating anything. Yeah, he went through like a phase, kind of like Steve Martin did, where yeah. they were like, playing straights or heavies. You know what I mean? Like, but like, like, like Steve uh, whole... that girl, or what was that called? My, My girl. girl. My girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that that movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, he'd do that, but I, I don't, I don't fault him that so much as like uh, when Dragnet. He, when he plays like a bad guy in uh, Ex Presidents. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, and yeah. it's like it's like you're playing a heavy. Yeah, you can't play a heavy. I know. Like every time um, Travolta plays a heavy, like The Punisher, you're not heavy. No, we don't think you're threatened at all. No, um, y- 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 there's nothing scary about you, <laughs> especially not since the I mean, that Punisher was so fucking bad. Oh man, I like how all these assassins come to his apartment to try and kill him, and then towards the end of the movie. John Travolta is like one million dollars to the guy who finds the Punisher. I would have been in the back of the room holding my Uzi and been like, "Sir, I, I know where he is. We've, we've been to his house five times during the course of the movie. Can I have my million dollars now?" Exactly. Oh, uh, I have never laughed so hard as in the end of that movie he gets dragged into exploding cars. Oh, that movie was so bad. But now we've got this um, Punisher two, Punisher, well, Punisher, Punisher redo. Zone. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this Incredible Hulk redo? Ah, the Incredible Hulk redo. I'm I'm nervous about, but hopeful for. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they confirmed some shit at New York Comic Con about uh, about uh, the Tony Stark cameo. Yeah, about the Super Soldier program being a part of it. Right, right, right. No, I liked it. And there's a little bit of a nod to the uh, the Ultimates in there too, because he jumps out of he jumps out of the well, he helicopter. Gets, he gets dropped out of a, with. Uh, with like um, What's he got on there He's got handcuffs Yeah on. He gets dropped out of the helicopter Exactly Like in the Ultimates um, Best scene out of that comic Yeah That was That and when they have uh, Banner on the Aircraft carrier And they're <laughs> gonna drop a nuke on him Right That was cool too The yep. Ultimate line 
when we talk about comics, the Ultimate line has kind of lost its luster with me. Yeah. I stopped picking up uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm probably I stopped picking up Ultimate Fantastic Four. Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man has been really good this past run. That's what run. people tell me that the Stu- Stuart Eamon and stuff picked yeah. it up. Yeah. 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 This new uh, I'm Super Friends else. or whatever it's called, the uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Spider-Man, Iceman, and Firestar. Now, that's good, because I, really I good. just could not take any more of these six-issue runs that could easily have been condensed into maybe two issues, because right. it was just jibba-jabba. Yeah, oh yeah. It was Bendis jibba-jabba. Oh yeah. I, 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 it was painful. Yeah. I couldn't do it anymore, no, but and, this... and I don't want to see any more Hobgoblin storylines. Oh, truly. Like, any more of these, I it was done. Yeah. No, this this new run is really fun. It's really good, uh, but it just ended. So mm-hmm. who knows what's going to be now? Um, I think I'm ready for the ultimate line to go the way of 2099. Yeah, you know, I I've or never the- been a fan of the Ultimate X Men. Uh, you know, I tried Ultimate uh-huh. Fantastic Four for uh, a few months. It what was, about this it was Ultimate good. stuff? In in this new Ultimate stuff with Matt, Joe Matarera. I don't even know if I said his name right. Uh, I hope you didn't. Um, I don't know. Have you been reading it? I have been. Like you kind of have to. Yeah, it's it's good. It's just for for me a lot of the ultimate the a lot of the ultimates books. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have to have the whole story to really judge it. So you you know, even the original, even the first two runs, right? Picking them up one you know once a month. It's it's okay, but you, it's it's hard to get into it until there's about six or seven to just kind of read through. And that was tough too because the artwork kept the book so late. Mm-hmm. But this the Fantastic Four run, the the Millar and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the name of the artist? You know uh, the name. You do know the name, Frank uh, Brightly. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, I should have said it a couple seconds ago. But uh, the Fantastic Four runs tight. Mm. Have you been reading it? No. It's really it's the Fantastic Four the way the Fantastic Four should be written a fun family Ultimates uh, not an Ultimates Incredible style right. uh, book and in and it's neat and it's science and mm. science fiction and it's and it's uh, it's constantly moving and his artwork Frank Quayle's artwork is worth fucking books alone mm. like I love that I love the dude's artwork um, you know a, su- a surprise book. That I started reading because I picked it up. It was had a zero issue. That was a lot of written script, and then it had a, a first issue that I said, "What the hell? I'm going to read the first issue. I'll try it out." Mike, sorry, I don't know what's going to happen with the book now that Michael Straczynski's over at DC, but the twelve. Oh, the twelve. Have you been reading the twelve? I have not. I mean, wait for this thing to be collected if you can't find the single issues. Mm-hmm. I've read the the zero issue and it's fine. It's a bunch of old. Uh, World War II era heroes hmm. And Like Towards the end of the war They're uh, Exploring Berlin Clearing the buildings out And all 12 of them Get locked in this Nazi chamber And frozen And They They, they get discovered The chamber gets discovered Like 2008 And they're all unlocked And they're slowly getting integrated Into the modern day um, I was I thought it was like That's a cool idea hmm. But Jay Bajorzynski Takes a cool idea And turns it into a Really Great idea By Turning these characters uh, Keeping all their idiosyncrasies That not only say something about themselves But say something about the period in which they were frozen In contrast to today So you have the guy uh, And what's great is every every, every Issue Doesn't focus on one guy Uh, There's a kind of a 
uh, reporter character who plays kind of the the audience's uh, you know way in as he observes how the rest of them are integrating in a society. There's a guy who um, denied that he was Jewish, mm. and he goes back to reconnect with his family. I think this is in issue three or two. He goes back to re- reconnect with his family and see his wife, who's now uh, you know in her deathbed, and her and his son, who's now in his sixties, and his son gives it to him. And says you changed our name. You 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 denied the fact that you were Jewish. Mm. You, we think you're a piece of garbage. Mm. After we thought we knew you weren't coming back, my mom changed her name back. Mm. And you're not getting one penny of our money. Like, f you. You sold us out. And this guy has to then return to the team. And they're like, well, how is the outside world? Did you find your family? And he lies to them and says, yeah, everything's great. But I think I'm going to stay here for a while. And he's just totally in guilt with the fact that he denied being Jewish for so long because of the climate of the time. Right. And then you've got um, uh, this one character who's a bit of a hypocrite, like a, like a, a bit of a, a white Nazi, hmm. you know, and he has these ideals that were old school ideals and now he's not into it, hmm. you know. He's hmm. not into to, uh, to, uh, to you know, marrying outside of one's race and all hmm. these things that we've come to accept right. you know, in our year. It's it, it it's really really good writing. Hmm. When it's collected, you guys should read it. The twelve. You don't need to read the rest of the Marvel Universe stuff. It does take place <laughs> in the Marvel Universe, but it's one of these pockets that only says, like, references the Registration Act every right. Now and then. Like Runaways. Like Runaways. What are, what are the books that you enjoy that maybe the audience should be picking up? Oh man, let's see. Um... I'm a huge Fables fan. Fables is constantly one of these books. If you're not reading it, it's one of these books that... Why are all my guests mentioning Fables and you're still sitting there without Fables? Truly. Like, come on. And here's the best part. This is... Because I... I'm always the guy that, uh, you know, I go into work and I'll be the guy that knows exactly the comic that these non-comic book readers would enjoy. Yeah. And the best part about Fables and the best thing to kind of promote fables to people that don't read it is it's got titties it's got titties um and and um it has endpoints mm-hmm. you know you could read it and then stop at issue 50 and never pick up anything after 50 and be fine like feel like you have a complete feel story. like you have a complete story or they just finished issue 70 i think it's on 71 Jesus. Or issue 70 is an end point so you could literally read it to 70 Put it down, never pick up another issue, and be like, that's it. That's a great no. story. Uh, Bill Winningham is the writer. Mm-hmm. Has he discussed whether or not there's an end point to the story? Is there no. like, Because 100 Bullets is coming up on its ending. Yeah. And one thing I like to do is, um, like, Sopranos, I can finally get into Sopranos. I can finally get into Veronica Mars. I can finally right. get into these shows that I felt like were going to go on forever. Right. And we're going to take a lot out of me. Because I've already got my loss in Battlestar Galactica, and those are kind of yeah. my shows right now. Yeah. Um, now I'm into. The idea of starting 100 Bullets, since I know that there's a, a an end in sight. Right, absolutely. Um, so no, no on Fables, there's no end in sight? No end in but sight, it, but, it, but like it I should, said... It shouldn't keep you guys from... Like I said, you could stop at 50, you could stop at 70, and it reads like a perfect story, you know? What else do you think? What else like is like a must-read when you get home from, uh, um, from the bookstore? Because we go to the same comic store. Go to the same store. Uh, I'm always... Excited to read Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Incredible. I mean, Invincible. Invincible. You're Invincible. Me. You're killing me. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. Invincible. I talked Invincible. about on the last. Invincible's amazing. Oh, so amazing. And um, I've been trade for. 
I know. I, I was in really? the dark. I was in the dark for so long. Really? I was in the dark for a very long time. I I didn't know about it for the first fifteen or twenty issues. Went to Comic Con a year or two ago, and went up to the image booth, and they just came out with the hardcover, that first mm-hmm. collection. I'm like, I've heard great things about it. I want to get this. And the guy behind the booth was like, Okay, well, we'll take it. Do you want me to sign it? Mm. I'm like, it was Okay. Kirkman. No, it was actually the the colorist. Okay. And I'm like, sure, yeah. He goes, would you want, you know, Robert Kirkman to sign it or any of the... Yeah, sure. So he put it away. of his jizz. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, what character would you like me to draw on it? Anyone you'd like. You gotta go with Eve. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Those artists draw the smoking hottest girls. Oh, truly. But uh, he actually went with the the alien. Oh, I love it. With the one... What's his name? uh, it's not Ted. It's no. Ted, Ted's, Ted the Bug is from yeah. Uh yeah. This alien is um, Al? Not Frank. Frank. It might be Frank. It might be Frank. It's a He's the boring, best. He's normal name, but it's an amazing character. <laughs> and he just randomly drew him on there. It was great. Uh, no, I, I, I really... Guys, you've heard me talk about Invincible. Um, uh, and now there's a new Walking Dead trade out. I can't wait to pick that up because that's another one I get in trade. Um, Ending of the I, last Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> talking Bullet Galactica. Are you gonna watch Galactica? My watching head's Galactica gonna blow up. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting until it's done. You got to do it. Well, luckily there's a end in sight. And let yeah. me tell you, with this new season four, I really hope there is an ending in sight because I haven't. The first episode of season four, I was down with. I have not been down with any episode since. It's been pretty, hum, you know, whatever. Mm. Ho hum. Um, it's been pretty hum too. Ho <laughs> hum. So uh, yeah, video games are the shit. Laura. Laura. Oh, she she just went uh, a wall. Let, let me make sure that we have good time. Oh, we're, we're rocking. Or Rocco. We gotta keep talking video games. We All talked right. video games a little bit at the head of the show. We got ten minutes though, so we can keep rocking it. Uh my uh, Tron game. <laughs> we're in the comic book store like a week and a half ago. And we're talking about coming on the show and you discuss how badass you you just got your Tron arcade machine for. How for Christmas, did you get yeah. for Christmas? Yeah. How did you get the this is the Tron arcade machine with the four different games in it? Yep. How did how did you get this? I uh I was searching around for it. I really wanted to get it for Christmas this year. And through my girlfriend, through my parents, you know, I could probably muster up about $500. But that's it, tops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking Did you around. Did you know this was in sight? Like the, you just wanted the Tron game or you wanted I just I just wanted game? the Tron game. I you went wanted to, it for how long? Uh, well, years. I've wanted I mean, it, there was a time in my early teens when I would go to Disneyland like once, twice a month. I just always go to Disneyland. And they had a Tron game there. And every time I went to Disneyland, I would be playing Tron. You would pay the $40. No, I got a, I got a season pass. <laughs> you just I'd get a season Tron. pass, drive to Disneyland, and play Tron. I loved Tron. It's an amazing Fuck the game. Rides. Don't fucking touch me, Mickey. I'm playing Tron. Tron, you I exactly. cannot be molested with your capitalism. Just kick out the four-year-olds and just head it. Wow. And now you, you have this... Uh, you're good. Wait, we got ten minutes left, I think. Thanks, sweetie. Um, where where were you? <laughs> <laughs> now uh, this Tron game. Um, now you have it. Now I have How it. How did you get it? Um, 
I was looking all around online, looking at Craigslist, looking at, you know, all these. I went to a... Casual Encounters? Sure, sure. Okay. Um, I went to a, an arcade game uh, auction. Oh. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, whenever they close an arcade, yeah. they auction off the games. My yeah, brother yeah, got yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 that way. Yeah, it's really it was really cool, but they didn't have any Trons mm-hmm. there. Anyway, so I finally found one on, on Craigslist. Actually, I put out an ad on Craigslist, mm-hmm. and I said... You know, I, I kind of lied a bit. I said, my husband is looking for a Tron video game for Christmas this year, and I really want to, you know, get it surprise for him, him. Surprise him. You know, make him really happy this so Christmas. So you acted. So I, well, you on, on Craigslist. Everybody's acting exactly. on Craigslist. Who hasn't been a woman on Craigslist? Just to let you guys know, those aren't her real pictures. Okay? Oh, God, no. Future reference and Craigslist, those are not her real pictures. Yeah. Um, so I got a call about two days later. And it was this guy, and he's like, "This Tabitha, <laughs> exactly." I'm he, gonna fuck you. <laughs> he actually, he actually wrote me. He wrote me an, an email, and he said, "Oh, I want to. I have a Tron game, and I can sell it to you. And I'm looking for like seven hundred dollars." Yeah, okay, hold on. <laughs> so let me find out. Did you have to play a woman on the? No, phone? no, no. Girlfriend my in. girlfriend came in, and and uh, she took over, and she's like, "Oh, my husband, he wants it so bad." And I mean, wait, the game, wait, he wants wait, the game wait, so what bad. He wants, oh, I don't know. She's uh, Yugoslavian. No, I, she's American. <laughs> but she talks like a. Fucking... She talks like this. I don't <laughs> know why. Let me tell your fortune while I. <laughs> she's a gypsy witch. She's. She's, yeah, she's alien. So you're a gypsy witch of a girlfriend. My, yes. How does she use trickery in disguise to get this Tron Well, game? she called this guy, and she's like, oh, my husband really wants this Tron game for Christmas, and, and you know, I'm willing to pay $500. He's like, well, I can go down to 600 Well, 500 is all I got, and that's all I can do. Okay, okay. So so he's like, oh, well, I can't go anything under 6 So he hung up, and that was it. And then about 10 minutes later, he calls back, calls right back. You know what? My wife has done this for me, and she's gotten surprises for me. And she's lied like a motherfucker. Exactly. For me. So let's. I'll give it to you for five hundred. Like, okay. So I end up driving with her in the big van to pick oh. it up, right? And I play. Up. I play my best friend. So now it's my best friend and my wife picking up a video game for me, who's off somewhere else. So. I'm sitting there playing it, and I'm like, "Wow, he'd he'd really like this. This is great." Fucking it was awesome. Oh, like, wait, let's not load into the truck quite yet. Exactly. Wow. So, how often do you play this thing now, this cabinet? Um, I usually play it a couple times a week. Um, I have that, and I have the the Miss Pac-Man, yeah, you know, table game. So, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. You're just, set. Oh, it's awesome. Have black lights everywhere. It's we're going. We gotta go. Yeah, it's awesome. We gotta we gotta check this thing out. Um, yeah. When you told me about this, I, I I thought to myself, what happened in those ten minutes to make the dude drop a hundred bucks? And yeah, the story about his wife and shit like that's cool. I bet you he hung up the phone, knock at the door, he checks the peephole, the door gets kicked in. The Russian dudes who he owes money to right. come in. He's like, guys. Please, I'll get your fucking money, please. They shoot out a kneecap. Mm-hmm. He grabs the phone. He's like, please. And he calls you. He puts he, his tooth back in and yeah, says, I'll, I'll take 500. Russian dudes, Russian dudes say, if you don't have your fucking money in a week, we'll come back and there you Snip go. Snip the ball, yeah. So his, his wife, long gone. Yeah. Long gone. She ain't hanging out with him. Um, speaking of, of, of gambles that may not pay off, um, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe game mm. announced this week. Uh, what? What? 
Did you see the announcement for this Marvel or this Marvel vs. Capcom attempt called Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe? Yep. It has like Batman versus Sub Zero. Now, what is that? Can you tell me what that is? I I don't know what it is, but there won't be any. Who's uh, gonna play this? I, I have no idea. First off, Superman can't be in the game, and if he is, he you is have in the to, game. You, you have to play him on a Kryptonite level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, what, there's no fatalities. What do you mean? There's no fatalities. Oh, they don't want to have fatalities. On it's the a Mortal Kombat character. game, but they're not going to have fatalities because that's disrespectful to this. The, I guess they don't want characters. Batman's spine being pulled out. That's not a Mortal Kombat game. That's Pit Fighter. That's Pit Fighter. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, sorry, I spit on you. That's please, okay. Please, that's my that's my fatality. That's all right. Um, that's as good as it gets. That mm. doesn't do much damage. Um, you know, I hadn't even thought about the fatalities. Yeah. But, but that is such a huge reason why inner city kids love playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, <but laughs> that's ridiculous. Isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, Rip Wonder Woman Studios. What would they something. be? Like, that's something you guys can talk about on the, on the web, uh, on the boards. Uh, what would the fatalities be if you had the fatalities in the game? Now the interest in this game has probably plummeted even further. Right. It just seemed like an April Fool's. <laughs> Didn't it? Did. The game just seemed like a big, just kidding. Right. It seems very you might, as, you might as well have DC uh, Heroes versus Pokemon. If it was 1999, I would have thought maybe this game maybe. could have had some cultural relevance. Right. In the movies were out, the Mortal Kombat movies are out, you know, and shit like that. But now you got... New Street Fighter movie. You know what the new Street Fighter movie I thought was like looked like a straight to video, but now it's starting to look like it actually has some pretty cool production to it. You know, mm-hmm. the casting's really all over the map. Yeah, but with you're with interested. Long as Chun Li, but you're interested. I'm, Michael I'm, Clark I'm Duncan. Interested. Oh yeah, I really like the dude who's playing M Bison. Yeah, I loved him since Band of Brothers. I yeah, think yeah, that yeah, dude's yeah. Fucking great actor. Uh, I'm not watching 88 Minutes, but I think that dude's a good actor. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm actually really, uh, you know, I'm, and I was never a big Street Fighter dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I played Street Fighter, uh, like, a, about a month or a week before it became a very big phenomenon. I was in a mall with my brother, uh, Paul, like, doing some Christmas shopping, and we had a bunch of quarters, and the, and we were just going to fucking use them, so we played, and we thought Blanca was really funny. Right. Because he attaches to your head, and he goes, right. Right. But we didn't think anything else of it. Yoga Flame. Fucking a month later, Street Fighter Fever, boom, and it was like Street Fighter Two is the shit. Yeah, I was like, that's the game we played at North Cross Mall. Didn't think anything of it. We had friends who fucking had all the combo. Mm-hmm. They do the, when it came out on Super Nintendo, that shit got heated. They'd, you know, you'd be they'd be calling characters in the car ride home. Yeah, like I, I call blank blank blank. I call you know, and if that didn't happen, they'd start hitting each other, and, <laughs> and we'd have Street Fighter for real. Right. Except be called little bitch fighters. Right. <laughs> you know, kids breaking. Controllers over their heads. Exactly, getting backpacks thrown in. Damn, that that is ridiculous. Uh, I remember trading them an Amiga for a Sega CD system mm-hmm. so I could watch titties on Nightwatch. Nice. Remember Nightwatch? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy <Wait>. your Amiga. <laughs> How this relates to DC versus Mortal Kombat, <laughs> I have no poor. idea. That, that game's gonna be piss poor. <laughs> it's gonna be piss poor. I cannot wait for it. We're going to have to have you go back on to talk about some of these new games because we got GTA coming out soon. We got the... the, the you know what? We, we should just document. We should have some of our uh, audience who does Wii Fit document how they are improving mm. physically. Um, 
you know, and then have them fight each other. Right. But uh, we got a lot of cool shit coming out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, uh, Laura, thank you for coming in. Um, let's wrap up the show, Clark. Sir, we gotta have you back. We gotta have you back. Absolutely, anytime. I, I already know the audience is gonna like you. Anytime. Uh, it's episode sixty-nine. We have yet to make a reference to that magic number, which is great. Um, I'm here now. There we Laura's go. Laura's here now, and uh, I don't even want to know that reference. <laughs> but uh, well, and it's four twenty. Cut. Well, it's four twenty too. We're four twenty. Four twenty. It's four twenty. Um, yeah. It's a weed reference. It's a weed you reference. A weed smoker. No. No. Okay. Uh, but but go check it out. We got a YouTube stuff. We have a MySpace, myspace.com slash Geekscape net. We have Facebook. If you search for us on Facebook, you can become a fan of ours, a friend of ours. Um, and that's basically it. Geekscape.net is the place to be. Check it out. We have a web store, shirts like this. And uh, thanks again, Clark, for coming on. My pleasure. We'll see you guys next week. We have Matt Kelly at the New York Comic Convention. All his clips will be on the show next week. I hope. Matt, put them in the mail. And uh, we'll see you guys. All right? Oh, you going to put the new dog, Texas, in front of the camera? This is our new rescue dog, Texas. Bring him over here. Bring him over here. You love doing that, don't you? That's his crotch. Are you showing his snips? He just got neutered. Hold on. This is uncomfortable for both of us. All right. I think that's enough. <laughs> his, I can see the screen. His head is the whole screen. <laughs> just keep it rolling. Now you're just playing games. Can you switch my head? That's good. We do it off now. Yeah. Why not? <laughs>